What's up, hey, Cosine? What's up? So last week we dove into gaslighting deeply. Deeply. Ooh. <laughs> Head first. <laughs> Head first. <laughs> but this week we're going to talk about breakups and how much they just really suck. So, okay, you broke up. We did. It's okay. It is. We often cloak our breakups in secrecy as if they're shameful or embarrassing parts of our lives that can just never be discussed. They sometimes feel like personal failures, big letdowns, or even complicated knots that we have to untie a little bit at a time. I don't think it has to be that way, though. No. What if we choose instead to share what we learn so that others learn from it as well? That's what today's episode is about. So like we say, grab your wine, uh-huh. your Red Bull, uh-huh. and your coffee, what? and, and let's, let's get, get into it. it. Breakups suck. I mean, they suck. There's no denying that. But once you get through them, you'll be thankful that things did not work out the way you originally wanted. And don't roll your eyes at me. I I can see you. Okay. (laughs) Sam, have you heard of the breakup rule? (sighs) I've dabbled. Dabbled. Okay. So, for those of you who know of a... I mean, it's not that popular. It's a show called Sex and the City. (laughs) (laughs) I was watching an episode and it was about this rule that we're about to discuss. And it kind of sparked an interest. Which sparked today's episode. So, the breakup rule. It takes half the total time that you dated someone to get over them. One big math solution to a love problem, okay? For example, you dated someone for a year. This means you have six months to get over them. How do we feel about that? I agree. You do? Because I I know technically in the gaslighting episode last week, we somehow mentioned like, there's no timetable. There's no time frame. I do agree with that. Yeah. But. It's different for everybody. But. And just a normal breakup. Right? Meaning that you're dating a normal person. They're not toxic. I feel like there is a little bit of a time frame there. So what are the breakup rules? These are coming straight from Sex in the City. Rule number one, whatever you do, don't cry. Because if you get back together, men, you're the guy that cry. Okay? And I don't want to say men can't cry. It's a stereotype. But, I mean, if I'm breaking up with somebody... Does it turn you off if the guy cries when you're breaking up? Or you're like, why are you crying? <laughs> or the, are you like, oh, Like, what do you, how do you personally feel about criers? No, I've had a crier. Okay. And I, I have to. I ran as fast as I could. <laughs> Ladies, do not call or see him until three months have passed, okay, after you break up. Because that's how long it's going to take you to lose that weight that you put on <laughs> during the relationship. It's just science. Change your name, change your phone number, change your job, because they're all bums. You'll probably see them. They'll probably try to call you. Whatever the case may be. That's rule number one. Breakup rule number two. Lie to your friends, (laughs) to your family, to anybody. It's a lot easier than admitting that you're doing things to run into your ex on purpose or to make them jealous or why you max out your credit card to buy the dress. Okay? (laughs) We've all been there. Little earlier in my day, when I was in my toxic phase, I would try to go places. Oh, bet. I know they're going to be there. I follow. We have mutual friends. I know they talk about going here. I know he's going to be there. Don't do that. It didn't end well. (laughs) (laughs) Number three, until you're unemotionally stabilized, do not enter any stores. (laughs) Don't go to wherever you know. Don't go to home goods. Don't go anywhere. Retail therapy makes everyone feel better. We get it. But it's not going to make your bank account feel better, okay? (laughs) And number four, 
Never stop thinking about him even for a moment. Because the moment that you do, that's when he's going to just, bloop, he's right there. He's appeared. <laughs> Every time. It's like they have an alarm. <laughs> oh my gosh, he's over me. I got to go pop up and ruin her life again. <laughs> We've been there. We've done that. They want you when you don't want them. And when you've moved on or when you've stopped thinking about them or stopped talking about them, like what I just said, it's like they have an internal sensor that just goes off. And finally, the most important breakup rule, no matter who broke your heart or how long it takes to heal, you will never have to go through it alone. You have your friends. Or one friend. One friend. <laughs> I was going to say friends. But I'm going to throw this question out there for you. What happens if you break up with someone who you were never really exclusive with? What are your options? And is it possible to have a happy ending that ends in two people just actually deciding to move on from one another, like, happily? And honestly, I would bet that everyone has dealt with this. Mm -hmm. We have dealt with this personally. So the end of the relationship that you never actually had. And sadly, sometimes it's those almost relationships that break you more than anything else. Yeah. It's really easy to get stuck here. Wondering what could have been. Golly. There was no real beginning, so there's no real end. It's a place full of unanswered questions, which can be really tough to walk through. There is no rule of thumb here, though. But we put together a few ways to get over someone you never actually dated. Yes. Unfinished business, as I like to call it. Yes. I have a few of those. So a big thing is to stop blaming it on bad timing. Oh, Lord. And I feel like we do this because it's easier than just accepting that it just was not meant to be. Yeah. Blaming bad timing can be easier because it means that perhaps in the future, there will be good timing. Yeah. And you two can finally be Because together. after eight years, there's all of a sudden going to be good timing. <laughs> Get out of here. This feels like a huge hurdle and it'll feel like it's worth waiting for, but that's why you're stuck. The hard pill to swallow here is that in almost all cases, bad timing is really just a symptom of incompatibility or mismatched priorities. <laughs> Say it again. My feels. <laughs> so the more than likely truth is that bad timing, as we call it, was masking other more uncomfortable realities like commitment issues, emotional unavailability, or a just not into you type of situation, oh. which we've discussed before. Yeah. Trust the fact that you not being with this person is enough information for you to know that it was not right for nope. you. Period, baby. If it were right, you would be together right now. Yep. The faster that you can accept that bad timing was very likely not the reason you're not with this person, it's going to be easier for you to be able to close this chapter and just finally move on. Yeah, and stop checking in on them and remove their access to you. Let me guess. You've said this before. He still watches my Instagram story. <laughs> Guys, you've said this. She still texts me sometimes. No. But they posted blank, so it has to mean blank. No. No more. These ways of casually keeping up and keeping in touch with this person that you're still not over is just keeping you stuck with a false hope. Checking in on them and making assumptions about what their life is like now is just slowing down your moving on process. So allowing them to contact you or to check in on your life or to DM you or respond to a story. No, 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 no. This convenience is keeping you from being able to fully heal and move on. It's like tearing the scab off every time. Truly, it is over and over and over. 
if you know that they are watching your story, it's influencing what you post and keeping you tied to them. We've all been there. And when you have feelings for someone, it's really hard to move on when some part of you is still clinging on to what they're thinking about you. There is wisdom in the notion of out of sight, out of mind. Do yourself the favor of taking this person out of your sight for a while so that you can heal. Unfollow or block them or mute them or restrict them from your profiles so you aren't tempted to check up on them or wonder if they're checking in on you. Blocking isn't mean. It's self-love. It's a form of a boundary and it's self-preservation. It doesn't have to be this way forever, but only until you can get to the point where you truly have moved on and you can see their name pop up without freaking out. Yeah, and we said this in the gaslighting episode, let yourself be sad. And this sounds obvious, but it really shouldn't be overlooked. Yeah. Sometimes the reason that you have a hard time getting over someone that you never really dated is because you just don't give yourself permission to grieve them. You think, well, we never dated, so it would be pathetic to be sad over this. That's not true. People that we never date can still have a significant effect on us. You don't need a label or a long time to develop strong feelings for someone. Yeah. Gaslighting yourself into not feeling sad or lonely about this person is detrimental to your emotional health and only slows down your healing. Yeah. Grieve the loss of this person as a romantic prospect, whether you knew them for two months or two years. Give yourself permission to feel however you're feeling and eventually the emotions will lose their charge and you'll be one step closer to emotional freedom over this person completely. Lord, emotional freedom. Make an honest list of what you liked and disliked about this person. This accomplishes a couple of important things, right? First, by listing the good qualities, you can begin to understand what drew you to them in the first place. And in doing so, you'll likely realize that these qualities are not just unique to this one person, but maybe of what you're actually looking for in a partner in general. They are not the last person on earth that you can have a silly inside joke with or be attracted to or who is willing to take a last minute trip with you or who inspires you. You can and will find these qualities in somebody else. And naming them out loud or listing them on paper helps you better find them in the people in the future. Second, listing what you don't like or disliked or what didn't work with this person helps to keep you grounded back into that reality and it helps you check on yourself on who this person actually was versus who you made them up in your mind to be. You might realize that they were a lot less compatible with you than you thought. Maybe their mediocre communication bothered you. Maybe you didn't like how they really made time for you or wanted to see you. Maybe the fact that they could never make a decision really frustrated you. It helps to get all of this out on paper so you don't trick yourself in your mind on looking back and, oh, what could have been or whatever with rose-colored glasses. Reminding yourself of the reality is very sobering and it's effective to move on. And one last thing, remember, there is no right timeline for healing. We've said this in the previous episode. Now, I know we kind of go back and forth between there is and there isn't, but you can take as long as you need to get over someone. Sometimes it takes a long time and maybe longer than what may be logical to you. And sometimes it feels really traumatic and that's okay. But putting your heart on the line and developing feelings is never shameful. Getting over anybody, even an almost relationship, is tough. But trust that you will come out on the other side, that you will find someone to love again. We're back. So, do's and don'ts of a breakup. 
What do you do and what don't you do <laughs> after a breakup? Some of these might be common sense, but they're harder when you're actually dealing with it. So listen to us, okay? Number one, take some time apart. Even if you both know you wanted to maintain a friendship, let's say it was a good breakup, it was a mutual thing. A little space from each other and a little time will not hurt you, I promise. Taking a break from texting and hanging out, it can help you both start healing. This gives you time to focus on yourself, it can also help you avoid falling back into a harmful pattern of offering emotional support to an ex-partner and prolonging the breakup. And these really go with more of a healthy breakup yeah. than a toxic one. Number two, respect each other's needs. If you want to stay friends, but your ex does not want contact with you, you need to respect it. Yeah. And vice versa. If you don't want contact, your ex should respect that. Don't call. Don't text. Don't ask their friends to talk to them for you. None of that. Don't be that person. And you might really, really miss them. But not respecting their boundaries is only going to hurt any future chance of a friendship at all. If, if you want to be friends. If you want to. Yeah. On the other side, if your ex contacts you, especially before you're ready to talk, don't feel obligated to respond. Yeah. This can be really hard, especially if they seem vulnerable or express feelings similar to your own and what you're going through. But remind yourself, you both need time and space to deal with those difficult emotions and just wait until the no contact period is passed. Right. Especially depending on it if you've dated them for a really long time. Because you could be used to talking to them every single day and it might be weird to go from doing that to not, but it's healthy, we promise. Next, make sure you're maintaining physical and emotional distance. If you want to try the friendship thing after you've taken some time apart, keep an eye out for those old patterns and behaviors. Maybe you lean your head on their shoulder while you're watching a movie or they come to you for help during a crisis. There's nothing wrong with these behaviors, but they can lead to a lot of confusion and further heartbreak or prolonging the actual breakup. Mm -hmm. If you and your ex want to maintain a friendship, you have to act like Friends. Not friends with benefits. Friends. Avoid any behavior that makes you think like, oh, seems like we never even broke up. That's a problem. Next, discuss how you'll handle encounters. Sometimes there's just no avoiding an ex. Maybe, Especially if you have mutual friends. Right. Maybe you work together, attend the same college classes, or like she said, have the same friends. In these cases, it's good to have a conversation about what you're going to do when you inevitably have to see each other. If you work together, do everything you can to maintain a professional relationship, keep conversations civil, try to avoid talking to coworkers about what happened. Yeah. Gossip spreads so easily, especially in work environments, mm -hmm. as we know. Even a few basic facts can change wildly from one person to the next. If you're not sure what to say, you can try saying something like, well, we just decided to stop seeing each other, but we want to maintain a good working relationship and leave it at that. Right. Not everyone has to know every detail of your business. Your business isn't everybody's business. Exactly. And you might get lucky um, with the mutual friends thing because if what happens to you is what happened to me, all your mutual friends choose their, their side. Right. So then you're left with nobody. <laughs> and remember to just like take care of yourself. Once you've got your boundaries in order, it's time to turn your attention to your relationship with yourself. Yeah. Period. You should keep yourself a priority no matter what. And prioritize self-care. I feel like we're constantly talking about self-care. But each day, do something that brings you joy, like seeing friends, have a new experience, try that new restaurant you wanted to try, cook a healthy meal. And lastly, do something that's going to help you process your feelings. If you're a creative person, maybe make art or music or journal. Like we said, very healthy to get things out on paper. Or see a therapist. Try to get enough sleep, but avoid sleeping too much. Sam likes to sleep too much. 
<laughs> this can interfere with your responsibilities. It can also too much sleep, y'all. Can make you feel groggy, hungover, unwell. It does. Too m- we love to sleep, but too much is just too much. And then, of course, there's comfort food. Netflix binges, bottle of wine. My favorite. It's fine to indulge every now and then while you're recovering or healing from a breakup. But keep an eye on things so they don't become regular habits or addictions that are hard to break down the road. Consider saving these things for special times with friends or giving yourself one night or two nights a week just to cut loose. Cut loose in a healthy way. Yeah. Next, do some things you enjoy. After a breakup, you might find yourself with more free time than you're used to. Try to use this time in positive ways. Finding things to do will help distract you. Express your feelings. It's common to experience a lot of emotions after a breakup like anger, sadness, grief, confusion, and especially loneliness. But avoid wallowing. Okay, we're, we're not wallowing bitches, okay? <laughs> Try not to get so stuck in a cycle of negative emotions since it generally doesn't help to linger on feelings of grief and loss. We, we've said it and I've said it and I'll continue to say it. Sadness is okay. Too much sadness is not okay. You have to remember happiness and laughing. Laughing is okay during a breakup. And healing. Yes. If you can't stop thinking about your ex, try to reset, get out of the house, visit a friend. And whatever you do, This is just personal experience. Don't make yourself feel even worse by going to the places that you both went to or, oh, we used to love this place or so-and-so loved squirrels. I don't know. (laughs) Don't do it. Take a break from the sad or romantic TV shows or love songs. Be like Neo. You don't like love songs anymore, okay? (laughs) Instead, try uplifting shows or encouraging music or upbeat music, lighthearted novels without romance. These can help you distract from negative emotions. Some other quick ways to improve a gloomy mood. Open your curtains. Get some light in there. Get some sun. Take a shower or a bath with your favorite products. Throw a little bath bomb in there, okay? (laughs) Burn a candle with a fresh or citrus scent. Your senses will do so much. You want to feed your senses. And relax. Relaxation can do wonders. Frankie says relax. (laughs) This next section is a big deal, especially nowadays. We're going to talk about dealing with social media. Mm -hmm. After the breakup. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want (laughs) to. So another unexpected aspect of the breakup is social media. It's not always easy to know how to set boundaries around this, but here are some general do's and don'ts. Do avoid using social media as much as possible especially in the beginning. Yeah. Social media creates an environment for stalking (laughs) and unhealthy fixation along with opportunities for bullying to happen. Taking some time away from social media can be helpful after a breakup. This ensures that you don't end up ruining your whole mood by coming across pictures of your ex Uh or photos of seemingly perfect couples. Yeah. You don't want to see that. Don't post about the breakup. Say it again. Don't post about the breakup. And a third time. Don't (laughs) post about the breakup. You don't need to publicly share that your relationship has ended. Because chances are the people who need to know already do. Okay? Social media isn't the place to air out your dirty effing laundry or your feelings or frustrations about your ex-partner. Okay? Men and women. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to read your diary entry on Facebook. So-and-so is a bitch. (laughs) So-and-so, how can you... All this passive-aggressiveness, nope. Leave it in 2020, okay? It's not not welcome. I know we're halfway through 2021. Don't bring that shit here. (laughs) 
you might want to share the truth, especially if your ex like lied to you or is lying about you, cheated on you, wronged you in any way, but save your frustration for the private messages with the people that you trust. And let me just throw this out there. Not everybody who DMs you and to check on you is really your friend. Oh my God. I'm gonna say that one more time. Yes. Run it back. <laughs> Not everybody who DMs you to check on you really gives a shit about you. They might just be nosy. Mm-hmm. Which is most usually the case. Yeah. Or your ex could be putting them up to checking on you to see what you have to say. Right. right? Just, you don't even have to respond. Just because you open a message, just because somebody texts you, messages you, you don't got to respond. The next one. Don't change your relationship status right away. Oh my God. This may seem weird to some of you, but I'm going to tell you why. If you and your ex-partner use the inner relationship status, if you take a break from social media, you can hide it until you get back on social media. But people may be less likely to notice the change after time has passed. Okay, so they won't be blowing up your shit trying to be nosy. Oh, what yeah. happened? What happened? Most of the people <laughs> that ask what happened don't give a shit what happened. Right. Like she said, they just fucking nosy. 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 And or they might like your significant other. Right. They've and been if waiting you, for this moment. If you... <laughs> <laughs> They're time to shine. <laughs> If you so choose to take a break for so from social media, you don't have to announce that you're taking a break from social media. Like, just do it. Next, social media do. Do unfollow your ex. I mean, if you're a per person that unfollows, and I'm going to break it down, okay? You don't need to necessarily unfriend an ex if the relationship ended on good terms. You want to stay friends with this person or you have other social connections. But social media apps now let you mute or hide people, which you can do without unfollowing them. You can restrict them, mute, mute them, hide them, whatever. This keeps you from seeing their content that they share. If you don't want your ex-partner and other people's posts, it can also help to unfollow people that are closely related or connected to this person, including close friends and family members. Unfortunately, if you actually don't want to see their shit. On Facebook, you can use privacy settings to put people on restricted lists, which is my favorite, <laughs> which prevents them from seeing anything that isn't publicly shared. But if the relationship was abusive, you might just want to block them all the way in every form. I'm not somebody who typically unfollows people. I either. think that, or blocks, to be honest. I feel like honest. we talk about this all the time. I, yeah. For what am I going to block you for? Unless I feel personally threatened, right. I don't feel the need to block. But I also don't unfriend just because like, something happened. I might mute you for a while, but I'm not gonna, I typically don't unfriend or, or block. Yeah, I don't either. Next, don't check on your ex's page. Don't do it. Oh my God, this toxic shit. You may feel tempted. Why? Especially Why if you've seen them around town with a, a new flame. Maybe you wanna know if they feel as awful as you do. <laughs> or maybe you're No, I don't need to know. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you're looking for that vague status update. You just know they wanted you to see. You don't need to, you don't, that turns into stalker. Don't do it. Another way you can move on from a breakup is this next section is mainly directed to people who've been living together. Breaking up with a partner you've actually been living with brings a separate set of challenges, especially if you're going through it. Mm -hmm. Number one, revamp that space girl or guy. <laughs> if you shared a place and your ex moved out or you moved out, whatever the case may be, your home might feel a little lonely, full of painful memories. And of course, moving into a new place can help, but that's not always financially feasible. So instead, let's focus on refreshing those surroundings. Do a little remato. Little remato. You know, if you can't afford to get new shit, you can move your furniture around. 
Get a few new mugs, a few new dishes. Yeah. Invest in some new bedding. Do it. So you don't look at where you were. Crusty ass X was laying. Exactly. Throw them sheets away, baby. (laughs) Try to get one new piece of furniture that you can easily replace that's not going to break the bank. Get rid of the blanket you always cuddled under. Replace it. Okay? Burn it. Down that sucker (laughs) and replace it. And when you replace it, make sure it's completely different. Different textures, different colors, everything. Try a different color scheme in your living room or bedroom. Mm -hmm. It doesn't cost a lot to paint. And... It's a good project to get your mind off of it and keep busy. Change rugs, throw pillows, cushions, and blankets like we said before. Um, this next one is a, it's a good one. <laughs> Let's box up all those mementos. It can help to pack up all those significant reminders of the relationship. The gifts, the pictures, things you bought together. You don't have to throw them away immediately if you don't want to. But just put them all in a box. Set the box aside. Put it away where you don't run into it all the time. Down the road, you can take another look and decide what you want to do. If you want to keep anything, go from there. When you're in a healthier mental space. Right. Next, gather their belongings. If your partner left things behind, a respectful option mm-hmm. is to box them up to the left, to the left, until any no contact period has passed. Yeah. Then later, you can send a polite message letting them know that you still have some of their stuff, but you really should donate anything that they intentionally left or just told you they did not want anymore. Right. I'm I'm a big firm believer in this. I know people will like damage people's property. That's that's childish. not gonna come back to you well. Yeah. Just put it put it in a bag, put it in a box, whatever. Take it to their mama's house, take it to their friend's house, leave it outside, leave it at the door. Whatever you want to do, don't burn it, don't damage it. You want any, want anybody doing that to you. And then you just look crazy as shit. Yeah, that too. <laughs> Next, if you have mutual friends, a lot of them, mutual friends will probably want to know what happened after the breakup. It's generally best to avoid getting into details unless they're like your best friend. They might get two very different stories from both of you and gossip can be a part of the problem in these situations. If the friends have heard an untrue version of what happened, you might want to share the truth. But try to avoid any emotionally charged responses and offer straight facts calmly without saying anything negative about your ex-partner. This just makes you look better. Right. And keep in mind that some friends may take sides. What did I say? Yep. You can't avoid this, unfortunately. And you can't force anybody to maintain a friendship that they don't want to maintain. But you can avoid playing into the gossip and the drama by resisting the urge to say negative things about your ex or to persuade someone to be on your side. Yes. And like we said in the gaslighting episode, it's okay to ask for help. Breakups are really hard. They suck. Okay? They're really tough. Friends and family can support you and help you feel less alone. But sometimes, and we both, I feel, have been here, sometimes that's just not enough. Yeah. Sometimes you need an outer perspective with people who haven't been with you through the journey. And they don't know either of you. Yeah. Consider reaching out to a therapist, like we've said before. They can help identify unhealthy coping methods and replace them with positive ones. They address and challenge persistent negative emotions. Deal with the effects of manipulation or abuse, which is if you're in an abusive relationship, please go to therapy. Yeah. That's very hard to move on from without a licensed professional. professional. And last, work on a plan for the future. They'll help you do all of those things. If you're wondering whether a breakup is a valid reason to get help, it definitely is. There's really any reason. Yeah. If you're actually leaning towards getting help for any reason, you're that's already a reason. Yeah. 
That's already valid enough. If it's even crossed your mind. Yep. And remember, there are so many therapists that specialized in just helping people work through breakups. Yeah. That's their specialty. It's especially important to reach out for help if you feel depressed, have thoughts of hurting yourself or others, or you keep trying to contact your ex or think about contacting them all the time. Mm -hmm. Recovering from a breakup takes time. And like we've said, it might not take as long or it could take a very long time, but it's probably going to take more time than you want. Try to remember that things will get easier as time goes on. They always do. Mm -hmm. And be gentle with yourself. And please do not hesitate to reach out if you need support, whether it be a therapist, a friend, family, mentor, anything. Yeah. If breakups were easy, then everybody would, you would hear about them often. Oftentimes people stay in relationships because they don't want to go through the breakup. Right. Um, I've been there. I've been there. Um, everybody has been there. Everyone has broken up with someone or been someone who's been broken up with. It's not anything taboo. It's not anything you should be ashamed of. They effing suck. Yeah. But we've all gone through it so that we're here to help. We're here. So if you... Um, just need to talk or maybe something in this episode sparked a thought or maybe a question. Reach out to us in our DMs on co.signpodcast on Instagram or you can hit that link in that bio and send us a voice message. We love to hear them. We want to get more from you. We love your feedback. And like we say every single <laughs> say that again every single single Tuesday. I feel like a country singer. Yeah. Get my red solo cup. Yup, yup. <laughs> girls in the truck. <laughs> but every single Tuesday, we are gonna be here. Well, most every Tuesday. I know we just skipped the other week, but I had to take a week and memorialize my 20s. Okay? But every Tuesday, y'all, we are with the new episodes. We'll see you next week. Bye! Bye. Oh, 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 my God. Uh-huh. Oh, 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 oh my god. Oh, 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 o